For our Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday Holy Week services, we will be following the service of prayer and preaching found in LSB, page 260. Opening hymn, LSB 440, Jesus, I Will Ponder Now. If 
my sins give me alarm, and my conscience grieve me. Let your cross my fear disarm, peace of conscience give me. Help me see forgiveness one by your holy passion. If for me he slays his son, God must have compassion. Graciously my faith renew, help me bear my crosses, learning humbleness from you. Mid pain and losses, may I give you love for love. Hear me, O my Savior, that I may in heaven above sing your praise The Service of Prayer and Preaching, LSB, page 260, the opening versicles using the Lenten column. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and repents of evil. Jesus said, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Christ was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. 
my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be song, and he has become my salvation. The Old Testament reading for Monday in Holy Week is from Isaiah chapter 50. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. I gave my back to those who strike, and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting, but the Lord God helps me. Therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? Behold, all of them will wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? Let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm is Psalm 36, verses 5 through 10. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast you save, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. O continue your steadfast love to those who know you, and your righteousness to the upright of heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The epistle is from First Peter chapter 2. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. 
When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the twelfth chapter. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone, so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. The poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came, not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. And whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel has spoken to him. 
Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before him or before them, they still did not believe in him, so that the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe. For again Isaiah said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, many even of the authorities believed in him, but for fear of the Pharisees they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue with the Lenten Responsory on page 263. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. What are the Ten Commandments? You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. This year for the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of Holy Week, I'm going to share with you a Good Friday sermon written by C.F.W. Walther, the first president of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. As it is a lengthy sermon, we're going to hear it in three different parts. O Christ, the Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us and grant us thy peace. Amen. Amen. In Christ, dearly redeemed hearers, we are gathered here today in order to concern ourselves with the most serious and at the same time the most mysterious, amazing, and comforting subject for man's spirit. We have gathered here in order to arrange a funeral service. And what sort of a funeral service? It is neither the death of a man nor the death of a famous hero who fell on the battlefield for his country, nor the death of a dear father, a friend, a benefactor, nor the death of a saint, a martyr who died for the truth. This would be important enough for earnest meditation. It is inexpressibly more. We want to celebrate the death of the only begotten Son of God for the reconciliation of the world. Today we shall hear what Peter said to those men of Israel in the temple of Jerusalem. You killed the author of life. Today we shall hear what Paul wrote to the Corinthians. They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And what he said to the elders of Ephesus, God has obtained his church with his own blood. Today we shall hear of the shedding of a blood that was not human blood, but as John expressively writes, the very blood of God's Son. Yes, this time I must preach to you. On this day, many years ago, the Most Holy himself died the death of the sinner in order that the sinner might live. On this day, the Almighty himself was conquered by the power of darkness, that weak men, conquered by the depths of darkness, delivered from his power, might triumph eternally. On this day, even he whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting, came to the end of his days, that salvation might be brought again for fallen mankind. On this day, the very inexhaustible fount itself, from which the life of all beings flowed, dried up in order to give life to the dead hearts of all sinners. The sun of eternal love set in order that those who were threatened with eternal darkness could shine in all eternity. The eternal Son of the great God poured out his holy blood in order to extinguish the fire of God's wrath over the sins of men. In short, what Paul said, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself. Oh, what a subject. It contains the most glorious, the greatest of all miracles of God's love, the most blessed and deepest of all revealed mysteries of grace. God died on the cross and reconciled the world unto himself. It is that which the saints in heaven especially extolled and will extol into all eternity. Yes, John tells us in his revelation, this is the new song that all the elect sing forever. They cry throughout all the heavens, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Not only the saints, but also the angels in heaven have no more wonderful subject that they should celebrate in song than the death of God's Son. Even the angels, John writes, exalt with loud voice 
Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and glory and honor and blessing. So you see that the day of Christ's death is celebrated not only in heaven by the hosts of many thousands of angels and all the spirits of perfected saints, but it will be celebrated from eternity to eternity when heaven and earth will have long since disappeared. So today let us also celebrate this great event to the praise of eternal love, which sacrificed itself for us and for the salvation of our dearly bought souls, that this might be, let us implore God on our knees by singing, O Christ, thou Lamb of God. This is the description of how God did not spare his own Son, but delivered him up for us all. If we take the proper view of the picture of Golgotha which is drawn before our eyes, what would we read as the title to this picture? The words, Be Reconciled to God. Yes, whoever will not willfully close his eyes will see this word, as though written by God's hand with great flaming letters, shining as brightly as the sun over Golgotha. Here ends the first part of the sermon. We sing LSB 434, Lamb of God, Pure and Holy.
We continue with prayer on page 265. Please note that we will not be singing the New Testament canticle, and this recording will be praying Luther's morning prayer. If you are doing this in the afternoon or evening, you can substitute Luther's evening prayer in place of the morning prayer. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the holy Christian church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for seasonable weather, and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them. Let us pray to the Lord. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, grant that in the midst of our failures and weaknesses, we may be restored through the passion and intercession of your only begotten Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Amen. <laughs>